It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. As course, has been noted, Governor Spencer Cox has vetoed a bill banning transgender kids from competing in high school girls sports. And uh, he joins us on the line now to not only explain and talk about the veto of that bill and the path forward, but also some other important things that took place during the legislative session. Uh, Governor, thanks for jumping on with us today. Boyd, it's always good to be with you. Thanks for having me. Uh, we appreciate you jumping on. And obviously, there's a lot of attention uh, around the, the veto uh, of House Bill 11. And uh, give us just a, a quick recap in terms of your reasoning behind the veto, and then we can look at uh, what comes next. Sure. Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity, and I hope that everyone will, will at least take time to read the veto letter. I know it's a little get caught with the headline or, you know, the, 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 the one phrase or the, 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 you know, one word that, that gets everybody riled up. And this is a lot more complicated than that. I had lots of requests for, for a veto, um, for e- even if you, even if you agree with the bill, um, it was deeply problematic at the, at the last minute when they made this change and it happened on the last night of the session, we'd never talked about a ban. Um, and, uh, and a, a senator proposed it and it got legs and it, and it passed. Um, the problem, the problem with that is that it, it encourages a lawsuit, and there will be a lawsuit. There are already 11 of these lawsuits happening all across the country. Um, so so that's, that's the first issue. These lawsuits are also very expensive. And in the bill, because it was so late and they didn't have an opportunity to look at what would happen and how to fund this, um, and they actually couldn't fund it that late in the session, um, it, the, the, uh, the liability that attaches to school districts um, who will have to defend this lawsuit, which, which is going to happen, everybody agrees there's going to be a lawsuit, and, and, and the, the Utah High School Athletic Association, who has just been through a very expensive lawsuit that used all of their reserves, that, that there is a very good chance that this would bankrupt the Utah High School Athletic Association. Now, it turns out that whether you're for the bill or against the bill, nobody wants to bankrupt the High School Athletic Association or our school district. And so um, that, that was a major reason for the veto. And, and so, that, so, so, so we did that. I, I also argued that, hey, these other lawsuits are happening. Um, we, if, if we had a problem right now, maybe we sh- it would matter, but, but we really don't. There's, there's only one transgender female that's participating in sports in Utah, um, not dominating sports. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of attention to this pen swimmer. And, and this is the other thing that people don't realize. Like, I actually agree that that is problematic and shouldn't happen. Um, the, the dominating of women's sports. Um, and I, I say that in the letter as well. Um, and so, uh, so, so we, I, I argue that we should wait and let those, uh, let those 
play out where we don't have a big problem here in the state of Utah yet. Let let somebody else, let Idaho spend millions of dollars defending this, and and then whatever happens, then we can react to that as those court cases come down. Um, but but what I said is, if you're if you're not going to do that, then we need to make sure and get um, some uh, get some funding available to help the high school athletic association defend these these lawsuits. And so that that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, I, I I mentioned the veto. It, it's the veto override session will be on Friday, and uh, and at the same time we'll have a special session to pass a new bill um, that will uh, that will indemnify and help the uh, the school districts and the high school athletic association. So we're going to end up with this bill in a better place again, regardless of which side of the issue you're on. And uh, and I think that that's uh, that's a positive thing for the people of Utah. Yeah. And before we shift to some of the other things that came out of the session, uh, obviously there's uh, political pressure that comes into to all of these. Uh, bills and all these things that take place. We know that the uh, GOP conventions, the state uh, county conventions uh, begin this coming weekend and clearly there's some political pressure uh, again on both sides, for and against uh, in that. Uh, and then also the, the question, Governor, in, in terms of uh, creating law where we know there's going to be a lawsuit, uh, and, and just the, the wisdom of that, of almost writing it into the law, uh, is that something that is problematic or something that we should be concerned about as well? Well, it, it's something that I was concerned about, and as I mentioned, you know, with all these other lawsuits out there, this is a, it, this is a redundant lawsuit, and and uh, you know, I care deeply about taxpayer dollars. We try to spend them as wisely as possible. Um, some people feel like this is a, an important enough issue that we should be spending the money for the lawsuit, and and uh, and if that's the case, that's fine. But but again, that that didn't get included in the uh, in the original bill, so I, I think that was deeply problematic. Look, I I'm I'm fully aware. And, and mentioned that you know this is a politically unpopular thing to do, and because of the headlines, right? Because it's so easy to just hide behind a catchphrase or to use anger and division, and you know it's just oh, so that means that you don't care about women's sports or you want men playing women's sports. Um, that's not true at all. And, and I, I I just lament, and that's why I love your program um, and, and why I'm here having this conversation is that we can have some nuanced conversations when I actually sit down and lay it out and explain what happened, most people say, oh, I, I totally agree with what you're doing. Um, that, that makes sense. And let's see if we can't get something better and, and fix that. And, and I do care about, I mentioned there's, there's only one, one um, transgender girl that's, that's playing sports. There, there are three transgender boys, although nobody seems to worry about those as much. But, but these four kids, um, the, uh, sadly, the, the suicide rate is extremely high with, with our transgender youth. And, um, it, they, they hear, you know, they watch the news. They, they know how, how, um, how big this, this fight has gotten. And, uh, and I'm hoping to take some of that, uh, some, some of the anger out of it so we can have rational conversations. We can get to good policy. We can protect women's sports, which is, is my goal as well. Um, I, I would like to prevent, uh, things from happening like what we've seen with a swimmer who's dominating and setting records and, and, you know, taking scholarships. I, I don't support that at all. Um, but but I, I think how we do this and, and the way we talk about these things matters, too. And I'm, I'm hoping to bring some of that to the uh, to the debate. Yeah, well, we appreciate you getting us past the headlines, uh, as you said, because that's, uh, that is the vital part. And I, I think the crucial 
part of this conversation is the word and <laughs> that we can protect women's sports, that we can uh, make sure all of those you know scholarships and opportunities are there, and we can uh, do things in a way that is responsible and compassionate. Uh, I think is an important part of of this discussion, uh, Governor. I know you're on a on a tight window today. Before I let you go, uh, other things from the from the session, and and actually as we speak, uh, the announcement is being made that the outdoor retailers uh, are indeed going to return. Uh, give us uh, some perspective there. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a huge deal to get the outdoor retailer show back. If you followed this at all, this saga, they left um, threatening us uh, several years ago. And then they were looking to come back, coming back from Denver. And I had a meeting with them. I've been very public about this. And they said, you know, we're many of their members said, we're only going to come back to Utah if you drop the Bears Ears lawsuit and you change the way you do government and all of these things. And I just said, no, I said, look, we, we were told the sky was falling when you left. Um, and, uh, and it, been just fine. It's been great. Nobody missed you. It, we, we, it, it turned out really well for the state of Utah. We're glad you, you, you had a, a good time in Denver. And if you want to be around people that, that see the world exactly the way you do, just, you know, stay in Denver. But, but you lost your seat at the table here and, and you lost your leverage. If you want to come back, we want you here. It's a huge deal. And we would love to have you, but you don't get to come in and threaten us and tell us how to do things. That's, that's not how this is going to work. And, and I, I thought that might be the end of it, but um, they, they agreed and, and said, hey, we want to come back anyway. We love Utah. We want a seat at the table. We, we want to have these conversations. And uh, they, they we're, we're very excited to have them back. Um, and, and I'll just say it was a great session, Boyd. Um, I, I'm sad that this HB 11 discussion has gotten so much attention because in my in my 10 years doing this, this kind of stuff up here on Capitol Hill, um, it, it's the best session I've ever had. Uh, more water uh, conservation work done than, than every other session combined. Uh, it, in record amounts of education funding and uh, infrastructure funding. This was a good year, and the legislature was incredible, and they deserve to be commended. Uh, fantastic. Uh, thank you so much, Governor, for joining us. Uh, great insight and perspective on uh, all things happening up on Utah's Capitol Hill. Uh, we appreciate you carving out some time and to get into the nuanced conversation that we need in so many areas, uh, not just here in the state of Utah, but across the country. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Governor. Thank you, Boyd. All right, we're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, former Ambassador John Huntsman Jr. will join us. Uh, he had a close relationship with the former Secretary of State, Madeleine Albright, who passed away today at age 84. We'll hear his reflections on an extraordinary life coming up next on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.